These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Labor started the week by promising $3 million to rebuild Wallsend's Boscowan Street Bridge should the party be successful at the federal election. The opposition's announcement followed a recent $6 million commitment from the Greens for the same project, which is listed as a priority under the Wallsend flood mitigation strategy. Newcastle MP Sharon Clayton said Boscowan is one of three Wallsend bridges which needs rebuilding. The council's already committed to Tyrrell Street, uh, they came to me seeking some funds for the Boscowan Street and then they're uh, hitting up the state government and Hunter Water towards the uh, remaining bridge and the channel widening. The University of Newcastle launched a new degree on Tuesday to address the nation's growing cybersecurity industry. The Master of Cybersecurity will offer students skills in designing secure systems and teach them how to counteract online attacks. Program convener Professor Vijay Varadarajan said the need for online security professionals is critical for the digital economy. And this is an area where personally I believe that Australia can contribute quite a bit because there are, you know, we always look for markets where we can have uh, you know greater presence so there are niche markets here which we can um, take a you know take a lead in the final piece of Newcastle's light rail fleet arrived on Tuesday the sixth tram will serve as a second backup vehicle in case of breakdowns and emergencies the results of an NRMA survey released on Wednesday saw Newcastle's public transport system listed in the bottom five in the state. The average rating for networks across the state was 60 out of 100, with data showing suburbs with regular and unreliable public transport received the lowest ratings. Newcastle received a vote of just 47. The NRMA's Peter Curry said the combination of reliable public transport paired with more options led to higher ratings in the survey. The areas where there has been consistent and reliable public transport services tend to rate highly and also areas where there are multiple options. Labor's Newcastle and Shortland MPs hosted a hydrogen round table on Thursday morning to discuss the industry's potential in Newcastle. The opposition committed to a billion dollar national hydrogen plan earlier this year and the hunter has been tipped as a potential leader in the growing clean energy industry. Director of the Newcastle Institute for Energy and Resources, Professor Alan Broadfoot, said the industry could have great benefits for the country's energy market. It's also uh, a fuel that we can invest into its generation as, as an alternative export market. I mean, the fundamental demand for energy is clean. We can actually uh, produce a significant amount of hydrogen that we can uh, transport to these markets. Mining company Gloucester Resources confirmed on Thursday it would not pursue an appeal after its proposal for an open-cut mine was rejected by the Land and Environment Court. The company said it will continue to assess their current exploration licences in the area, but the decision marked a major win for local community group Groundswell Gloucester, who fought against the Rocky Hill mine since its proposal. The group is now petitioning the Berejiklian government to put an end to coal exploration licences in the region. Chairperson Julie Lyford said they remain concerned about the impact of mining in the Hunter. To continue mining here is an absolute travesty, especially with climate change. We all know on a global scale that climate change is a massive issue for so many people. We have over 6,000 signatures to take to Premier Berejiklian and its Planning Minister Rob Stoke to say get rid of the licences. 
The skyline across the Hunter Economic Zone at Curry Curry looks a little different now after the iconic stacks at the Hydro Aluminium Centre were torn down on Thursday. Two concrete stacks up to 140 metres high, along with a 55 metre high water tower, were demolished as part of Hydro's plans to remediate the site for future use. 70% of the site has now been demolished and it's hoped the remainder of the work will be completed by mid-next year. Williamtown residents were left devastated once again on Thursday following news their class action lawsuit against the Department of Defence won't be heard until at least next year. The case has been reassigned to a new judge and indefinitely delayed after Justice Jane Jagot was forced to withdraw. Fullerton Cove Residents Action Group President Lindsay Clout said they've been told the case is difficult to reschedule due to a lack of judges. Sounds to me like excuse after excuse and all we're seeing is the Department of Defence hiding behind the legal system so that they are not called to account for what they've done. And Labor on Friday promised to grant the University of Newcastle funding to complete cutting-edge energy projects should they win the federal election. $2.4 million has been pledged to support projects to combat the most challenging problems facing the national energy grid and finding ways to get more renewable energy into the system. University of Newcastle Vice-Chancellor Alex Zielinski said the funding will ensure the continuation of the university's innovative work in renewable energy storage and management. The University of Newcastle welcomes this announcement from Federal Labor, really recognising the university's world-class work in renewable energy storage and also managing grid load. Now, these are very two important projects. We've been supporting them here for some years and it's great to see that we're now getting the, the support of Federal Labor and we really welcome that.